first episode of Juno Season, Procrastination Radio Show. I'm your host, Ian Complex, and I just want to thank everyone for listening and coming back and being so patient on this journey. Um, if you're returning, it has been a year and some change in the making. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I hope you enjoy this episode of Pasans of Um A really growing and good friend who I recently met for the first time after knowing them for maybe four years, four or five years. Um, so it's been a very long time coming. Um, just an amazing conversation with an amazing person. And I'm not going to make this intro too, too long so you can enjoy this this episode. So we'll see you at the end of it. All right, peace. So, we do. I, I screenshot. I've been like on a screenshot barrage of your Instagram, which is good. You're like the perfect like subject for interview because you're very communicative. Like in your social media like to the point where the thing about the beverage i was like oh yeah i need like three beverages around me at, at all times or else i'm just i'm just very upset because i need i need the range i need the choices you know i love using social media like it's my journal and i'm yeah. like sometimes when i'm high or something which is not yeah. very often i'm like am i sharing too much i'll get like <laughs> paranoid but i don't but then like when i'm sober i'm like sometimes i feel like i'm acting like i'm high when i'm sober yeah it's 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 a weird feeling i think because i i think through using social media i feel so trained to act a specific way or let people see a specific side of me and then whenever i post a thing i find really funny i'm always like oh wait is this gonna go but it's like it's it's me so i I should be okay with using my little space on the internet to right and the way i see it is like i when i am attracted to certain pages or certain person on on instagram i really like the fact that they're really personal you know people that i really look up to and stuff they're super personal and i'm like oh okay um and in that way i think that i they allow me to be um the same yeah wow that was was very very nice um hello everybody welcome to the procrastination radio show i'm your host ian complex and this is the first episode of 2023 of the new season, of the new era of the show. And I thought, what better way to bring it in with this very, 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 very special guest. Fasson, welcome to the show. Thank How you. Are you? <laughs> how's, your, how's your week? How's your new year? Um, you know, I feel like that's been a question where I haven't found the right summary when someone mm. asks how I am. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably a theme for a lot of people during this, you know, really odd time in history. But um, it's been good. It's been a lot of inner work, I think, Mm -hmm. as always. I actually was looking back at, you know, certain things that I was writing because I was getting a new journal and like notebooks and stuff yesterday. So I was like reading back all my notebooks. I was like, I've been saying the same thing for a long time. I was like, I've been at this inner work for quite a while. Mm. And I'm like, wait, have I gotten anywhere? I think I yeah. have, but yeah. yes, it's been definitely just a lot of 
transformations and I think this year more so just getting my focus on with a lot of things in terms of you know getting my art to where I want it to be getting my projects to where I want it to be and um yeah so much more also mental health has been a huge thing too so how does your I know it's a lot of the things you do creatively are very physical. How does that pair with maybe if you're not doing as well mentally, like how do, how do those match up together? Do you have to turn one off to focus? Like the inner work has to pause for a while to get the art off or are they tied together? Hmm. There has been many ways that art serves my state of mind and my state of being i think that there are so many times where art helped me process my sadness right and um art helped me sort of on honestly okay one thing i can say for sure is that if i'm happy i don't fucking want to do art like i (laughs) i would rather like go dancing or like partying yeah for sure like mm -hmm. if i'm not in like introspective um element then i'd rather be living life you know and um and yeah just being present in the moment not saying that processing is not present but i think it's just in a different way i think that um i think that yeah i think that you utilize art to process uh Mm -hmm. heavier emotions and things that really needs attention um to pay attention to so but yeah, art in, comes in all forms, I think. Yeah. Um, when I was in college, I went to school for painting, and yeah. I was painting really, really angsty type of work. Yeah. I can yeah. show you some. I'll send you some, yeah, and you yeah, can like, maybe show it. I don't know. Yeah. But it's honestly was very, very angry, you know, and, and when I was looking back, it was really hard to look at mm. all the paintings in my parents' garage because it was, it was just not pretty to look at, mm. you know, anything transitioning from that. And it took me quite a while to really want to paint something beautiful and something that wow. even thinking of painting as something that's like can be pleasant to look at. Right. And yeah. so I, I think during that time, I was really utilizing art to really perch out what I was mm. going through. And a lot yeah. of that's like generational trauma you know a lot of like abuse that i was experiencing yeah. as a kid and you know immigration which is like um was really hard on me and my family so um and then you know i think there was one time when i was there was a boyfriend of mine who was like mm. oh um i was painting something super ugly i think that oh i was really into painting like ugly so portraits like i was like <laughs> painting myself like in these ugly ways yeah, like literally yeah. like so gnarly did you, and, like, did you feel that way and, like, in the moment like could you tell like this is i'm doing this on purpose or was that just the way it was coming out i don't even think i had an awareness to think that it was like on purpose or not i yeah. was just i was really in my early 20s i was like acting out of impulses like i was like yeah. very much like just saying how i felt you know just right. doing things on a fly like mm-hmm. Just in some sense, I was way more raw and like truth, 
almost you know not as considerate because i was younger you know but at the same time like i i really fuck with her in a lot of ways it's like looking back i was i was just doing things just like because i had to you know and and so i was like painting at this person i was in a relationship with and he was just like how are you gonna sell that and i was like what do you mean like i I'm not looking to sell like fuck selling work you know and mm-hmm. and i still do think that sometimes you know yeah. like my inner kind of um boys kind of say yeah. that still um but i was like what do you mean you know and he was like you know look at this person's work like they paint from happiness mm-hmm. and i think that was one of the many kind of points that i, I realized that i was painting from from you know just pain and yeah and just in that moment you know not saying that i was like sad all the time you know i had fun right. and all of those things but... it, was, it was fueling it yeah yeah did you have a fear of the work maybe not speaking as strongly to you or to others if it was coming out of the place of the happiness when you're dancing around you know like maybe it it came out a little too pretty like were you again aware of that kind of coming in and it would be interesting to see how you deal with that now if, if if you've if you've overcome that if that was a thing yeah um well my attraction to things are so different now i remember mm. i was even annoyed at pretty work you know pretty artwork mm. stuff back then yeah. wasn't really vibe with, vibing with it because it wasn't yeah. like honest to how i was feeling you know and mm. how i mm. how i operate so yeah. i was just not saying that you know, I don't know. I, now, now I sound like like I was like a crazy person. No, but. no, it it, it's, it makes sense, but it's like I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it. But I think in some ways, I I I feel I feel very like it, it makes sense to me because I think sometimes when I see art that feels too clean or too pretty, there is a not not judgmental but there is a jump that makes me want to be like oh maybe this isn't authentic because it does feel so mm, not simple it's hard it's hard to find the words to to, to, like describe it but right and i mean now i love simple and like even pretty stuff you know like things just hanging on my bed i'll show it to you later but this this artist ruby who is just always painting about enlightenment and you know graphic work that is just gorgeous right yeah. and like that's i how i decorate my house right and like yeah. you can see a lot of sort of um i wish i can show you around <laughs> I mean, just, we can do that yeah, eventually yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. um but yeah it's now it just makes it not that it makes sense but it's just what i gravitate towards but mm. um i yeah now i, I want to paint things that would be helpful to others even mm. you know now i'm able to step outside of myself and be like oh this will really help someone process you know yeah. um or um feel happy when they would get it you know right. outside of you know how it's making me feel right. um but beforehand i don't think i really had yeah i couldn't really step outside of myself in that way when i started really taking painting seriously that's that's really interesting did you have any aversion to the way that painting was taught in school or did it feel Uh, different in school we learn a lot about 
pellet theory and you know how to paint with oil which was yeah. really amazing i think oil is it's so it is really romantic because you're like mm. kind of mm. in in like you're literally like inhaling the thing you know like you become you become right. the turpentine and like <laughs> you're like you're, you em- you're yeah you you like have to become one with oil i feel That's like <laughs> but like, I, I used to yeah in oil and then, i mean i think you know just poking fun at the fact it's like oh if i'm painting in oil it's like yeah. it's serious now you yeah, know it's like but um yeah a lot of that so a lot of like technical stuff too mm. you learn how to stretch your canvases you learn how to you know, write artist statement, how to talk about your work and things like that. And then on on the other side, in terms of um, conceptual development of your work, it's very open-ended, you know, I think um, really depends on who is your instructor, you know, and you you sort of choose your classes based off of which teacher is teaching. And we would be in this class as like a studio, a painting studio, six hours a day. And you're just there to do your work and then and then the inspector would come by and like talk yeah. about your work and and more than anything, I think what's really beautiful about having been in an art school was that I was able to be surrounded by so many beautiful people and really supportive friends, you know, who I still talk to until this day. And um and also space was really important. Um, I was fortunate enough to have gone to a state school in Boston, mm. Mass Art. <laughs> if anyone out there went yeah. to Mass Art, <laughs> yeah. yes, there the the space is for painting department. Yeah. I don't know how yeah. they got all the funding to do that because design like it, it's just like such an uneven, yeah, um, just. Dis- uneven distribution to the space um i remember like sculpture uh majors they would be like how come we get a desk and you get a whole cubicle (laughs) and we're like we don't know art beef is crazy did you go to design school or did you go to any kind of art i feel like i'm in design school now i I was originally in in college for for film and I think it was very helpful because I think that was my original path that I thought I was going to go down. Like this was for sure the way that I was going to spend the rest of my life just doing film. And then a friend reached out since I was been doing work on the show for a few years and designing and all that stuff. And he kind of was like, Hey, like we have this offer for you to be a designer. And, and my fear was I wasn't good enough to be a graphic designer professionally. I didn't have the chops. I didn't, like you said, know about the equivalent to stretching the canvas or setting up my my documents or files or whatever. Um, I think I was just afraid of. I feel like learning is is a very intimate and very vulnerable place to be, especially when you have to learn and then perform and then be judged and maintain clients and all that good stuff at the same time. So. I think I was just scared of that. And I was scared of people having to put trust in me for that. So I, I, I do think 
I'm actively learning how to be a better designer and a better a better creative, I guess, right now. It, it, it feels very... Um, it's, it's still work, which which is a conversation I did want to have to you about work. It's, it's, still, it's still work, and it's still mm-hmm. draining a lot of times, and it's very rewarding a lot of times. And I think as pe- people who are typically creatives, I think, it, in my experience, some of the people who are either commissioning work or directing the work tend to think a creative is just supposed to get down and do the work and not complain about it. Um, but we're still people and we, we have opinions and ways of working these things. And I wonder for you, do you enjoy when your art feels like work and what's your experience with the workplace in reference to art? That's a good question. I think I said this recently to a friend of mine where I mentioned about how I was almost like my art protector in a lot of ways. Like I was really keeping my art away from making it a profession Mm. because I felt like if I were to monetize from my work, it would like my work would be tainted in some way. So I was like protecting it from all of that. Right. So, and in a lot of ways it was a blessing, right. Cause I was able to utilize sort of my skills in different ways. I, you know, when I came out of art school, I didn't, I wasn't really planning to be an artist in the sense that I was, I wanted to make work to sell because I never thought of my work being put in the market like directly in that way I didn't technically know what I want to do you know or wanted to do um but I kept myself away from that or kept my sorry kept I kept my work away from it being a part of my job um so yeah I guess in that way then I think to look back, it really created a good foundation for me to do organizing work and being mm. sort of like, you know, even coming to creating my own collective and like curating my own shows and being on the other part of art that is still really fulfilling and like, yeah, um, just surrounded by art still. Yeah, um, yeah when I graduated, I was assisting artists i was assisting two painting painters in boston and i hated it because i was like because i was doing things you know okay think of yourself as like like let's say if you're what you're a designer right and if you want to hire an assistant you would kind of want the assistant to do what you feel like it's kind of you know what the things that you don't want to do like the things that you would rather spend your time doing something else so I was doing you know stretching the canvases it was like super hard on my hands and like I'm not I'm like I'm sound like a baby but oh, at the same no. time I was stretching like 20 canvases a day and it was like a lot to do and then I was painting for one of the artists which I mean not to talk badly about the artist at all the artist was 
she's incredible. She's like a mother, you know, a head of of the fine arts departments and like all women's college, just killing it, right? Mm -hmm. But she didn't necessarily have time. And that's why I came in and um, assisted her work. But I hated it, you know, quit. And then I traveled across the country. I was in North Cal for a little bit, trimming, and saw a lot of sides of humanity that was, there was a very dark side of how the world worked. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, works in real life. Um, and then I came back and I was, you know, doing backstage work. I was doing, um, I was a stage hand and then I became a wardrobe assistant for um, this arena that had a bunch of musicians, like all the tours, like really world, like big, like world tours would come by every year. And I was doing that for a while. So it's, and in a sense, like the work was so technical that I was able to kind of utilize my mind even during the work. So I was like being really inspired from what I saw, but what I was doing was seemingly sort of really you know fast paced yes and it was long yeah. hours yes but at the same time it wasn't you didn't really have to utilize like a lot of your brain <laughs> to be to be honest yeah it was like i mean it was you know i was literally okay wardrobe assistants for like yeah. musicians you literally just doing laundry for famous people um <laughs> so interesting yes um and you know and not to knock it, I mean, I had yeah. so much fun and like it was a match of where I was in my yeah. life, right? And like I loved it. I, I worked with really amazing like bands and so that was really cool. Yeah. And um and during that time I was doing the wardrobe stuff, I was able to come up with the idea for my collective. Which yeah, is talk about was talk really about that. Cool. Um. Well, it's like no longer a thing anymore. So oh, I don't know. <laughs> okay. okay. And like, we had a pretty bad falling out, which maybe okay. is a good thing to talk about. But yeah, I, I mean, what? Where? Where we were you? We can cut at? it out. Yeah, <laughs> just this whole part is bleeped. But <laughs> where were you in that time? Because it seems like you were doing a lot of things. Um. So where were you mentally to be able to think? Like, was it out of necessity? Like, I I need more help or did you just have the idea? Honestly, I think wholeheartedly it was out of necessity in a lot of ways because I was in a pretty abusive relationship. Like mm -hmm. during all of that, I was like, yeah. you know, was in New York, but still was like coming back to Connecticut to work and stuff. And I was like dating this person that was really toxic to me. And I mean, mm -hmm. I was like toxic to myself as well, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm all of that right but um and then we had we broke up and during the time so then I was like it was just needed for me to be um be self-efficient again and like really love myself and the collective was called self-love social club mm. um and outside of all of that I mean the, the breakup was pretty bad but also it was like addicted to like partying I was you know I was like doing 
I was doing the whole the whole thing. I was like, you know, going out every weekend, you know, just like drinking a lot, um, doing drugs, and like, and I was in, you know, in this pretty small town in Connecticut called Norwich, Connecticut, which is like, there was nothing to do, right? So like the lifestyle of the kids there was just going to a bar and drinking, and there's like two casinos, which is like you can go and party further all night you know so that's like the environment that i grew up in um and anything is accessible to you in terms of like any kind of drugs you ever want you know and that's just what it was and um yeah i I had a lot of fun but also it was there was a deep healing that i needed to do and i was recognizing the pattern really it's like so so soon right after I broke it off with you know the person that was a essentially was a reflection of who I was right and uh and I was losing a lot of control in so many ways so I wanted to regain control back and also wanted to do something that was super meaningful you know and it had always been a dream of mine to curate a show and um yeah just dive right in and I had amazing friends I mean at the time I was like all my friends were super supportive they like helped put the show together um most of them were the co-founders and um collaborators of the show so interesting did you with all the negative things going around at the time were you able to count the wins like the collective and being able to put on a show and through all of that, like, was that, was that clear to you at the time? Yeah, it was. Wait, ask me one more time. Was it clear? Yeah. Did, were you able to, outside of the weight of everything, like of the whole situation with the breakup and maybe the stress of working at the time, were you able to be like, okay, cool. I have this, the small win that would mind because I, I know I have a problem with that. I guess that question was coming from a very not selfish place, but I just wanted to know because I think sometimes I can get so wrapped up in the totality of everything that's going on. Yeah. So the small things that happen to me don't really register until a lot later. So mm-hmm. I was wondering if that was a similar situation for you. I think pretty much it was right away I, I realized that it was just a beautiful night there's like 100 people that showed up you know we had a really good time even though I you know there was a lot in terms of like the organizing part that could have been better you know and that's something that we learn as we go right as like Mm -hmm. as um curators and organizers but um I recognized right away that it really was what the community needed and there was this like beautiful documentation of it um, and then in real time, also, it was just, the energy was just amazing. Um, this was in Brooklyn, New York, um, mm. at mm. the Living Gallery. Uh, I don't know if it's still a thing. Yeah. Um, but, oh my god, recently their Instagram account was hacked, and they, like, messaged oh. me. And they were like, hey, apply to this grant or something. And then you like have to put in your credit card information. <laughs> I was like, wait. <laughs> Obviously, like, yeah, okay. Seems seems nice and safe there. 
there's a lot a lot happened right with the scamming they were going hard pandemic, yeah. they were going crazy yeah were you scammed at one point i was I, you know i kind of went the Close opposite direction it. and i didn't trust anybody like sending links to things so i was like you have to text me this link mm. if, like if you know me i was like say say my name say my like my childhood name nickname or something and then mm. i just even if it was like a youtube link i didn't want to chance it and get my stuff hacked because i was like okay this account is connected to this and this and this and this and i don't want this to happen so it was a very weird time but i know people was getting they they was getting their bread in, in a bunch of ways <laughs> yeah. off instagram accounts. yeah so it's definitely it was a thing but yeah. um to go back to that a little bit too like yeah. even though i recognized what was accomplished right away but i think the work was still continuing right like mm-hmm. there was a lot mm-hmm. of conversation what we need to have the team there yeah. was you know um just in terms of growing in that concept of self-love also was like mm-hmm. was was just a lot it was like yeah. a lot to do for sure it yeah. was a lot of responsibilities and that was when like even the concept of self-love was starting there wasn't there wasn't a lot of conversation about that then yeah. um yeah. and now it's like everywhere if it's everywhere it's like yeah. it's like as if you're like yeah it's like a verb or something like oh yeah. let's google it. it's like let's let's self-love right. that right. that yeah. will fix it you know like how do you, how do you feel about that just kind of everything being in the open like that like, i think it's it's cool for mm-hmm. the, the the perspective of mental health and everything but i think yeah i think i think it's really incredible i think that like the wave that it created yeah. curated you know to yeah. kind of tuning back into self you know and i um and you know i mean on side note right i'm like oh because the collective ended and i would start seeing like t-shirts that says like yeah. self-love club all these yeah, things like, yeah. like i was like oh my god that's a font i use yeah, like, yeah. that like infographic <laughs> like you yeah. stole my shit yeah. you know but i was like no, no, no i can't do that right because it's yeah. like i yeah anyway so just to just <laughs> yes <laughs> but, I can't no beef. I gotta, like, all peace and love i can't ugh. i was like wait what one yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't make one though. I could have, yeah. but um, <laughs> I mean, in a sense, it's it's beautiful. And then there's yeah. you know, on the same note of investigating more what's underneath, you know, because self love yeah. is not just the end all, be all, um, yeah, journey by yeah. any means. Because I think, I think that sometimes. Yeah, with the t-shirts, like, it becomes very capitalistic sort yeah. of things that you can just grab and own, right? right? And, um, and yeah, I think, I think, I think that self-love for me was once a very large concept that I couldn't mm. really comprehend. Mm. And then now that I think that I have come to this place where I realize that it's only a small part of the foundation of what's to come mm. in terms of the revolution in terms mm. of being um being a part of the collective yeah. growth and consciousness you know so yeah. um so there's size to things i think that it's good that it was popularized right, popularized right. but yeah. at the same time it was 
it's you know it's just like what is the intention that is coming from because right. you know if it's not right. including all parts of what it is then it's it's just kind of yeah it's just not doing all there is yeah that it's supposed to do yeah, i don't know no. if that makes sense <laughs> that made no that made perfect sense i, I like the yeah. way you put that and speaking a little bit about uh you mentioned moving forward i was doing some research on you and i found this website and I oh my to God. And, and get through this i, I practice a little bit trying not to trip over my words but you said first and foremost i'm an artist i'm here to create and envision beautiful words first and foremost i'm a learner i'm here to understand expand interconnections i'm here to love to grow and not be fearful of challenges no matter what mm-hmm. i do i implement these principles one a sense of nourishment Two, a deep reflection. Three, a direction forward. And I notice a lot, even in our conversations before, you speak of the future and kind of planning ahead and thinking ahead. And even then you referenced moving together as a collective. When did that fascination of preparedness come from? Where did that want to be ready for the future come from? Honestly, it was found at the brim after survival mode. Mm. That's a part. See? And then. Worried though. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> I like that a lot. Yes. Because in survival mode, there's always the urge of. There's an understanding that you need community and you need the future, but you're unable to strategize anything in that realm because you're just thinking of what's next and what's tomorrow, right? Or, and majority of your energy is spent on the past and how much it has hurt you. Um, so I would say, yeah, when I started thinking about the future and building the future was when I'm able to regulate myself enough to get out of survival mode and being able to sit and just take a deep breath and say, yeah. all right, let's imagine what's next yeah. outside of that. Yeah, I, there's something about the way you do, deliver ideas <laughs> that feel like, like a hug on my brain. I'm just like, you, you understand me. And I, I, like, it's funny. We were talking before about how I feel like the, really weird analogy but like we're all in this relationship with with art and the polyamorous relationship with art. yeah and i think sometimes you find people who specifically like scratch your itch like your specific communication itch because i don't i don't think personally it's very interesting communication right now but i think on a different level communicating ideas and coming together and building something as as kind of one unit is is very difficult but i find it so beautiful the way that you are able to live in the moments you've had in in the in the past and always are thinking forward and it's very it's very amazing to always hear what you have to say something so many many thank you for the way you communicate your ideas cuz it's it's just amazing it's it's, it's really good it's my pleasure. I think it's been, and the feeling is very mutual. 
butterfly <laughs> we're in this space and i love honestly i love the way that you express through your visuals and it makes so much sense that your background's in film too because i always talk about how well you edit things and how well you just craft like, mm. i know coming whoever is watching this right now this is like a piece of art within itself um thank you so i appreciate your language too and i i speak it as well yeah that was good to find yeah. it would be remiss of me if i don't mention music one time on a show that is based on radio um so how has music shaped your life um Okay, before I say anything, I want to say this first. I want to say that I love hanging out without music sometimes. And I didn't recognize I was doing that until somebody mentioned. And they were like, why do you hang out in silence? And I was like, oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So not always that I include music in interesting in my in my you know just hang out but yeah i i do connect with music a lot i think i love just you know finding an album when i do listen to music i love finding album and just listen to the whole album and i would do that over and over and over again because i i just love the storyline that come with how each of the tracks are arranged you know it's such a complete story of how that particular artist is trying to tell and it's just the best way to respect the vision right Right. and um and growing up my my dad he's a musician and he loved making videos this is like before youtube like really took off and he was innovator innovator yeah he He's awesome. He's amazing. Um, he loves to play, play guitar and mm. sing with me. So we would sing the, all these songs, all these like old high folk music together. I used to think it was like the cheesiest thing. And then now I'm just like, I, I want to do that again. You know, I want to just fly to him and be like, yeah. dad, let's sing together. Yeah. Um, I think he's, he stole his guitar. He was like in so much debt with um, speeding tickets. So mm. I don't think he has a guitar anymore. Mm. Um, just really unfortunate. But um, my dad was really a big, a big music person. Mm. He's like that cool dad. Like I would go into yeah. his like man cave and he just loved fixing things. He like loves to go the things that we love to do together is that we would go to the flea market every Sunday when I used to live in the same town that he did. And he would fly, find all these, he would find all these vinyls and, um, come back to his cabin. Oh, come back to his man cave Mm. and then, um, store it then. And he had this, like, he would, he would like take all these like vinyl what is it the vinyl player is that is there like a particular the, term that you call it a, i don't know why it's a record player i think record player yeah and a record player and there's this one that's like an antique one that's like super heavy it's like yeah. it's, it looks like a cabinet right yeah. and and he <laughs> he like you know i came home 
I think two two years ago, I went yeah. there for Christmas or last, not this Christmas, but the past Christmas. Yeah. He was like, oh, look at what I did to it. And he put like all these like LED lights inside of it. And like, so like when it plays, it would like start like light up. So it starts uh-huh. to light up and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he just loves all these like oldies music. He loves blues. He loves jazz. Um, he loves... He loves country music. He mm-hmm. sings country music and like that's what's wrong with you. But it's okay. <laughs> no, I would tell this to like I was yeah. I, was, <laughs> I don't know. Everybody hates country music with a passion. Country music has some slaps. I'm yeah, with your you dad. So? I's standing with your dad on this. There there yeah. are some slaps here, there, and 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 in some places, but <laughs> there's a charm to it for sure there's yeah. some charm i think it's, it's romantic there's, there's something. it's there <laughs> well yeah my, my dad is a character man i yeah. always have to show you a picture of him but he uh-huh. is like you look at his closet and you would think he's like some country like white like dude because he has like all these like cowboys like yeah like jackets with like american flags like you know just yeah patched black, to the back yeah. yeah black leather like all the cowboy boots like yeah. he just decked out constantly okay. and right. honestly that's where i get my it from i think just like mm-hmm. not being afraid of expressing my styles and stuff yeah. um and yeah my mom on the other hand she doesn't listen to music she like doesn't really she's like the polar opposite of my dad you know that's like my dad's true. very expressive and like yeah. My mom is very expressive too, but in a different way. But yeah. my dad was really big with music and he would always send me like YouTube links and stuff. And until this day, I was just like, mm, here, listen to the song. Yeah, that, that thing about sitting in silence is, I was talking on my story about it today with a few friends of being, in, and I guess it applies to any any job or any creative practice about being kind of surrounded by what you do too much. Like I'll listen to podcasts for the entire work day, get home, edit podcasts or listen to music and then just be in that. So it's become a practice to sometimes drive home and not listen to anything. Or like you said, just being around people and, trying not to let the conversations just blend in and, and, and let that be what it is like let that be the music for the time so it's it's, it's interesting to to hear that because i think sometimes i'll be with some people and just be like, all right i gotta turn this on just just so i feel safe you know because it, it is kind of like a blanket because it is that thing that i feel like i i communicate with strongly so it's it's very very interesting to hear just it's, it's it's like those things that are so simple that you kind of overlook them and you don't think about them because they're they should be obvious to you but it's just like sitting in silence with people is it's, it's really cool oh i think i think your mic's off oh i was like I turned my mic off because I was like, was I, if I were to make like funny noises, I didn't want to like, <laughs> to like be in here. But yeah, I was, I was going to say, 
Right. Because <laughs> sometimes I'll be like, mm. no, you should make the noises. I've I've been thinking this whole time. I was like, I sound so monotone, just being like, mm-hmm, yeah. But I'm not. Tra- I'm. <laughs> I was told I ha- with podcasts, you're like supposed to not do that or something. No, like, this is someone- a this is a oh. different type of land. Oh, okay, okay. Whatever you want. No, but I <laughs> I have such strong outbursts and reaction. I remember I was in therapy. And it was like the first week of therapy where me and my therapist were getting to know each other. And she was saying some very profound things. So in reaction, I was like, oh, wow. And I was just like looking around like she just did did the most amazing crossover in a game. And she was like, hey, like, are you doing this for me? And there was a moment where I was like, oh, I don't. I, I don't know if this is for you or if I'm genuinely acting like that. And I had to sit and think about it and, and realize mm. that I'm just a, a person that likes to make sounds and I laugh really hard. And a lot of the things I do manifest physically. So when I'm listening to a song, I'm head banging and moving my legs in ways what? that humans should You're like that? Because when I met you in Basel, I was like, wow, yeah. he's so stoic. I was that, like, well, that's, so- yeah, that's that's life and then anxiety. So oh. it just was a lot of people and I, I didn't know it was Not happening. My choice. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't my choice. I would have I would have been doing my thing if I could have no. Mm-hmm. But even even at that point, I think now it's it's a very different situation because I've learned to be aware of who I am and how I I can sit in, in, in things. But um so yeah, make your noises because that, that's that's a part of you and I, and you know. Yeah, why are they trying to kill our inner child, bro? I don't know. That's very frustrating. Right. I mean, I think, you know, if you're... Yeah. Yeah. I want to make noises now. No. (laughs) This next next 30 minutes is just all the noises we have. (laughs) (laughs) Right, but I I wanted to say, I was like, you know, people... I mean, I... I think that we all communicate in different ways, like yeah. sit in, sitting in silence, right? There's yeah. so much to be said about that. And yeah. being comfortable in silence with someone is one of the most beautiful, sexiest things yeah. you can do, yeah. honestly. And yeah. um, so more silence and more weird noises. and. Yeah. I'm so into that. I'm so honestly, that might be my king. That's my king. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Say nothing. Silence is my king. Delicious. Like, mm. <laughs> so good. Make one weird noise and go. Yeah. <laughs> you can leave now. <laughs> yeah. That's enough. Thank you. Thank you. No, that's it's so it's so interesting because I think a lot of people are feel like they have to fill the void and and take up the space to feel like they're doing work like and and i know that it's not as simple and and, and that that silence kind of is is coming from a place but i remember i remember there was because that's my favorite thing too i i love to do that like i would rather just like sit with somebody at a park and like take a nap or something and just like talk and read and do all all those things instead of like being at a bar because it's loud and i want to try to like connect with them and stuff but yeah and yeah right and you know when um, i found myself yeah when i would find myself in a space that has the polar opposite of that energy i would feel choked up sometimes like 
my god there's just so much you know yeah. and and I'm just so grateful you know of beings that I share a space with where there's a flow of communication right like yeah. I feel yeah. like I'm I'm able to speak freely and I'm yeah. able to just not say anything if I don't want right. to and there's no force to like for a response or reaction and right. and in that way too like oh what's appropriate reaction right like what is like um I think it becomes monotonous in a lot of ways yeah. where you're like oh this is an appropriate way to respond to this thing yeah. you know yeah. um and how do we break away from the matrix yeah. if we only gonna do that you know At oh. least, yeah <laughs> it's crazy even even in this interview i think as this is the first episode of the new season i think there's a lot of things i, I wanted to implement in ways i wanted to come off but i think through this conversation remembering that i have to be the most authentic version of myself to really succeed at what i'm doing right now and i can't try to attribute that to sitting a certain way or trying to cover up the way I laugh or the way I enjoy things. It's just like, I got to just make the weird noises and enjoy the silence. And that that's, that's, that's a fire. That's a fire slogan there. I like, I like yeah. that. You need to yeah, make that t-shirt now. So nobody steals it. <laughs> yes. And, but and then you see it and you're like, ah, you emerge. Yes. Yeah. I would, I would buy it. I would wear it. Would Capital, capitalism. No, I, I would support you though. It's different when you actually believe it. <laughs> it's different when it's original. No. <laughs> oh. Oh my god. Oh, no, no, I'm not here to claim I'm like a self love king or anything like. That. Mm. Please cut that out. I don't know. <laughs> That was so good. Was so good yeah, it's so good. Honestly, it's oh, so man. good, and I don't, I don't regret anything. I said. Yeah. So yeah, in in closing, how would you, by the end of the year, want to see yourself? I wrote this down somewhere, but I definitely want to be more. I want to be more cleansed and more clear minded mm -hmm. in so many ways. So um, by the end of this year, I want to be this clear vessel that I'm able to channel what is needed for the future, for, for the, for the greater good. Um, so that looks like, you know, eating really well. That looks like consuming really just, mm -hmm things that will enhance all of those things so i think yeah just moving with clarity i want to move with clarity more and and in that way i think that there is a lot of you know to think of how do we collectively move forward in the future it's i think there's a lot of mobilization that happening and will happen where there's going to be the end of a lot of the old systems. It's, there already has been. Yeah. Um, I see that there's a lot of things that we should be, there's just, just this card entirely, you know, in terms of institutions that are, that don't have people mm. at the best, best interest. Mm. And um, 
you know, just technologies that are advancing that don't have people in in mind as well, yeah. you know, and um, people's wellness and well-being. So I think that we're in the pretty, I feel like we're at the brim of the dying paradigm and the new paradigm is starting. Um, and there's methodologies, of course, for us mm-hmm. how to move forward, but I don't think that the, the answer is necessarily fully written out yet. There are things that I would love to see it disappear forever. <laughs> and then there are things that I would love to see it happen, you know? Um, and then I think about, is this really it also? Like, is my imagination only as far as it could go based off of the past? And that's like, yeah. it's been such a theme in my mind where where I would love to be more clear and cleansed so that I can imagine larger things, larger visions, and bringing that into a new paradigm. Again, such an amazing answer, and it was such an amazing conversation. Um, just want to thank you again for being the first on the new season. Um, thank you. Very much enjoyed having known you and having gotten to finally meet you in person recently. And Yes, it was so nice. It was so fast. It was very fast. That again, that was a very anxious and anxiety filled night. So much was happening. Um, yeah. But I guess that is Basil, in a sense, just fast paced, things moving, everybody doing their thing, you know. But would you go back to Basil again? I think I would try to do Basil differently. I think I this is my first year back in a long time. And it felt like the first time I had some, not ego, but I had some kind of confidence walking into Basel. Um, and I wish I would have just experienced more. I think I got stuck in anxiety just because I got overstimulated. And that's that's what it was. But I think I wish I would have pushed myself to go see more people and, you know, hang out a little more. and take off more time from work and just in, enjoy, you know, my favorite thing in the world and, and not deny myself because I'm scared I'm going to have to say hi to too many people. So I wish for, for next year, I'm just going and I'm just sitting there and I'm everybody come hug me, please. Like, just just let's let's talk about something. Um, and yeah, but I, other than that, I think I, I loved it and it was a, a really cool weekend and and yeah yeah it was cool what about you did you enjoy this basil was it different yeah i think it was different from for me for sure because i was like coming down with a like a pretty nasty flu slash cold but the first time i ever experienced basil it was in a sense it was the best the Mm. best trip ever because it was Mm. like with like a huge group of femmes and yeah. we're just like out there and that's how you have to do it i feel like that's yeah it's like a whole crew a whole yeah. gang you know, yeah, you know? Yeah. and and i remember we were like eat, eating at some place and someone was like oh you're like the poster y'all are like the poster of art basil and like that's mm. how we felt too we like showed out like, uh, yeah, and, like a, a, 
Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, it's very cute. But, yeah. um, and then when I went back, I was by myself, you know, and I was with my brother. So it was like, yeah. that whole collective energy wasn't there. And I was like, oh, wait, I thought I was going to like feel the same. And yeah. like, yeah, who I was then, like, definitely was a match to the chaotic energy of Basel. Um, even though during the time I found, I found myself with, like, with my crew and yeah. really, you know, in the ama- like at amazing like conversations, like panel discussions and stuff. Um, but this time it was cut short. I think that was the only night that I went out, and I was like, oh my yeah. god, I yeah. this is so. It was just so much for me, but yeah. yeah. You feel like we talked? Like, did we cover everything? I feel like, well, I, I, I am a serial note taker, so I feel like I, I think this conversation became so much more than I could have hoped for. So I feel like it captured everything I wanted to try and say, and I learned so much about you. So I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with how it. How it turned really, out. Yeah. yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say thank you for being on the show and then and then we're gonna stop. Okay. <laughs> so, I had to get back in I had to get back in the podcast or character mode. Um this is be good. normal right now. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you. <laughs> Wait, is this it? Okay. That was that was, that was my you didn't feel the the professional podcaster energy coming off of me in that moment. <laughs> I feel like that was the best I could do. Thank no, you. No. Yes. Okay, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show today. <laughs> it's not good. It's not gonna get better. <laughs> I promise you, Thank it's not you. good. Thank yeah. you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.